It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So Olu Fashionu and Chop Robinson makes sense to opt out of a bowl game, even if it is a New Year's Six Bowl. There's about four other candidates that I think could follow suit, including one really surprising name. Let's discuss on a new edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's all it takes is a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. If you're not already, become an everyday or subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let me know in the comments who you think is going to opt out of this bowl game, whether it is or not. We don't have confirmation. I think they're going to land in the Peach Bowl. So if that is the case, if it is a New Year's Six Bowl, who do you think opts out in addition to what is most likely to be at the very minimum? Olu Fashionu and Chop Robinson. We're also going to discuss the players that aren't necessarily going to opt out, but will they be back with the team next year? Uh, there are a lot of players that could definitely that have big decisions to make about the NFL draft, or maybe they play one more season with the Nittany Lions, kind of like some of these guys in this group here of six that I have that are most likely going to opt out. And then accolades, 16 Nittany Lions make the all Big Ten conference teams. We'll discuss those in the final segment. Six players that I think could opt out of a bowl game, whether it is, in fact, a New Year's Six Bowl. Like I said, I've already given that take that the New Year's Six Bowl committees would be insane to not take Penn State. So one of them will. It's just a matter of which. I think it's the Peach Bowl. But I got six players that I will that I think will definitely opt out here. Nothing set in stone yet, but those announcements will be made very soon. So let's predict, let's project which players those are. A couple of obvious ones. Ones that you'll sit back and say, okay, it makes sense. And then maybe one that's a little surprising for some, but really shouldn't be. The first one is the most obvious one, and that's Olu Fashionu. And Olu Fashionu has given a lot to this Penn State football program. He could have opted out last season. Could have been. Some scouts were saying that he was a top five pick. Still a very one year ago. I mean, very young. He's still very young now, but was definitely a really young prospect a season ago but would have been, I think, a top 10 pick regardless. Some people had him as the first tackle taken in last year's draft, according to NFL scouts, some draft experts. And since he had a fully healthy season, why jeopardize that this time around? Like I said, Olu Fashionu could have easily cashed out a year ago, said, hey, I value this Penn State team. 
I value my education and making sure I finish my degree. And then I will go to the NFL, even though this is already sitting there and waiting for me. It's a franchise left tackle. According to according to scouts and experts, as I have mentioned, we've seen him play very well. I'm surprised he's not getting the recognition for some of these awards that are finalizing themselves with the list. But that's besides the point. NFL scouts know better than journalists. May I remind you, even though I'm a journalist myself, I'm kind of incriminating myself in this case. But Olu Fashionu, as a top five pick, as a top 10 pick at a very minimum, the first or second tackle off of the board. I know Joe Alt from Notre Dame is really good. Why put that into jeopardy? And I do want to preface this. The Penn State coaches aren't having these meetings with these players. You want to know how these meetings and conversations go? They encourage players to go to the NFL draft, especially if they have the opportunity. They have realistic conversations with them. So in the case of Olu Fashinu, one James Franklin admitted this, that he had to try to convince Olu Fashinu to leave, and he wouldn't. These coaches, at least at Penn State, have the best interest of these players. Olu Fashionu actually went against what James Franklin was recommending, came back. I think this time around, they are going to agree, especially since Olu Fashionu now has his degree and he'll move on to the NFL and protect himself because the bowl game is not necessary, especially since Olu Fashionu did battle injuries a season ago. You do not want to see that happen to, to this young man or any of these guys that I'm going to name. The second one on this list is another obvious one because he should be skyrocketing up draft boards and that is chop robinson chop robinson despite some of the injuries i don't upper body concussion i don't know what happened in that ohio state game he left and he missed a couple of games and a couple weeks of practice but chop robinson might be the best edge rusher the best defensive end in this draft class and there are a lot of good defensive ends in this class a lot of good edge rushers but i i think chop robinson from the versatility that he showed throughout the season there is no reason that a similar situation if you want, once he goes to the NFL combine and has the pro day for Penn state and scouts and coaches actually get to see him perform in person in his true athleticism to couple along with his tape and what he did for Penn state's defense, Manny Diaz could shift him anywhere, right? Lining him up way outside, shifting him in closer to the interior and then lining him up directly over the center. That's going to be extremely valuable. And why does he need to play in a bowl game in this case? when there's a chance that Chop Robinson could sneak into the top 10 of next year's NFL draft. He has, kind of like Olu Fashion, who with last year's case, had an injury this season. Uh, whatever it is, you don't want to have the chance of re-aggravating anything. Now we get into the lower likely candidates. Those two ones are the obvious, okay? Olu Fashion, who Chop Robinson. If we're talking top 10 pick, you opt that. I know Saquon Barkley set a different pre uh, <laughs> precedent, right? People have made that comment and said, well, Saquon Barkley did it, and he was number two overall to the Giants. I get that, but uh, Saquon Barkley, kind of like Olu Fashion. So there is a chance that they do play, but you do have to think about it. There's millions of dollars on the table here, and that's going to take an interesting turn in the conversation in the next segment, so I hope you stick with me for that one especially. Adisa Isaac is my third candidate to potentially opt out here in this bowl game. Adisa Isaac, like Chop Robinson, Battle had that season-ending leg injury, lower body injury in 2021. And Adisa Isaac was supposed to be that next up-and-coming pass rusher for Penn State. The torch was supposed to be passed from Adafe Owe to Adisa Isaac. And it wasn't, or at least it was. It just had a little bit of a delay. 2022 allowed him to recover and get back into the swing of things. And then 2023, he showed why everyone believed in him as that next premier pass rusher defensive end. Lighten up the box scores. 
it, who you pick your poison, right? You have Chop Robinson on one side, you had Adisa Isaac on the other, and then you had Deny Dennis Sutton rotating in wherever. I, offensive lines in absolute shambles with these two guys on the field. They're probably going to both be missing for the bowl game, and I don't blame them, especially Adisa Isaac, since he had that season-ending leg injury. You just kind of remember what the circumstances were. And also, you have to factor in that he has built up his draft stock. So cash in because a year ago, you weren't valued the way that you should have been. You've probably seen him just because as a pure athlete, maybe a fifth or sixth round pick. Now I view Adisa Isaac as at a minimum day two. Maybe he sneaks into the first round with an impressive pro day combine. But Isaac, if you're going to be a day two, day or a day two, round two, round three pick, you you opt out in this case. And that goes along with Kalen King. Now, Kalen King was supposed to be one of the first, if not top three corners taken off the board and probably a top 15 pick. Well, things changed this season. He was picked on a little more. Uh, he didn't face the same competition last year. He faced tougher competition and, and he lost some of those battles. And that's fine. He's still a very good corner. But to say that he's a first round pick still is not accurate. Maybe the scouts view it differently, but the game tape says otherwise. Kalen King is a very good prospect. I think he's in the same boat as Adisa Isaac, but his stock went backwards instead. So instead of being a surefire first round pick, it's now, okay, he is a day two pick, and it's probably going to be that way round two or round three. And we saw what Joey Porter Jr. is having a great season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And look what happened to his draft stock as the days got closer in April. He moved back when he should have been a late first-round pick, ended up being the first of the second-round selections. So Kalen King might end up taking a slide as well in addition to a draft stock that has already taken a tumble. Now, here's one that isn't necessarily surprising. Maybe some of you might find it surprising, but the last two, I think, fall in that category, especially my last one, but really shouldn't be. Here's one for you. Theo Johnson could opt out of this bowl game. I would say out of the group of six, he is the least likely to do this. Why? Just listening to him. <laughs> he hasn't directly answered whether or not he's going to opt out of the bowl game or not, or given any indications. But what he has shown us, Theo Johnson is willing to move mountains <laughs> for James Franklin, jump on the grenade, right? At these, these kinds of things, Theo Johnson has nothing but high praise for his coach. He's a captain. So if you're looking at any of the six, combined with the draft evaluation as well, I could see Theo Johnson actually playing in this game. Maybe even considering a return to Penn State. That's a different conversation. I'm talking about the bowl game at right here, right now. Johnson has said that he, he loves Coach Franklin. He's been very outspoken in, in favor of him. So I could see him doing it just because he wants to play one final game for coach if he does, in fact, declare for the NFL draft. If he's returning to the team, he's obviously going to play. But if he decides to go to the draft, he will. I think he should opt out. But out of this group, most likely would, would stay and play in the game just because he supports James Franklin that much. And remember, he is a captain, so maybe he wants to send him, set a message here before he leaves. The final candidate to potentially opt out in a New Year's Six Bowl. It is a New Year's Six Bowl game. It's going to be. It has to be. They're in, they're in the, they're in the, they're a top 10 team. Okay. And the bowl committees would be crazy not to take Penn State. But the final candidate is Curtis Jacobs. People might be saying, okay, now you, you Theo Johnson was a little bit of a stretch, Zach. Now you're saying Curtis Jacobs. Uh, this is not my evaluation. 
And these are not my words. This is actually an NFL scout, anonymous NFL scout said this about Curtis Jacobs. And this was before the season, before the season. Curtis Jacobs, if he goes into the 2024 NFL draft, is a top five linebacker prospect. Well, that means at the very least, he is a second round pick. Maybe even a first round pick. That is high praise for Curtis Jacobs. I see it. I do because he can do it all. He can play at the Sam. He can play at the Will. He can play at the Mike. So you have the versatility all across the board at those linebacker spots. He can cover tight ends. He can uh, keep up with wide receivers. I would say it's probably easy for him to cover tight ends than it is uh, for wide receivers, but he's been able to do both. Just he's had some, he's had some better plays against tight ends and wide receivers because those guys are a little bit faster. But the fact that he can even, you can consider putting a linebacker on a wide receiver is pretty impressive in that regard. And he's good at stopping the run as well. I would say he's a better pass defender in this age of the NFL that has, that's definitely gone from more of a run heavy league to a pass heavy league. You want someone like Curtis Jacobs who can play all three downs any linebacker position in a 4-3. So yeah, I am not surprised that he is viewed as a top five linebacker prospect to go with the intelligence, the versatility, the athleticism. Do not risk anything if that's how NFL scouts are viewing you and that's what they told you. So those are the six players that are most likely going to opt out. And I'm sure we'll get word of that very soon as the weeks come along and Penn State does. We'll find out it's bull fate this weekend after all the conference championships are done. There are some other players that could be back, maybe not so likely back with the team next year. Would they go into the NFL draft or should they come back? And what is Penn State's pitch to some of these players? Let's discuss that in just a moment. How about we hear from one of our sponsors on today's episode? And that is FanDuel, America's number one sports book, also the official sports book of Locked On. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets on any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team simply wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs and unders, and more. No spread, no total for Penn State because there is no Penn State game. But when that bowl game comes out, you can bet that on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and keep playing along with the college football NFL season like you never have before. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And let's also hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. 
Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. And the Locked On Podcast Network is proud of this one as they have officially, we have officially launched Locked On's first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go over to Locked On Sports today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's right, the first ever and courtesy of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, there are plenty other players that are going to consider the NFL draft. Some of them are can't come back. They, they have no eligibility left, but there's a long list of players. And what can Penn State do to potentially convince them to come back? Would Penn State even want them to come back? Well, we'll start with the ones that can't at all. Hunter Norzad is done. He is finished. Starting center for Penn State. Can't He will finish up his master's intelligent, intelligent person. Uh, what more can you say about the, the degree that he is achieving, the school that he's been to? Remember, he went to Cornell. He is insanely smart. A lot of these guys are on the football team. Uh, Olu Fashionu, right, coming back to, to get his, to finish his degree as well. Uh, all he does is talk about whether it's football or class. I've talked to some Penn State players, and they say that Olu Fashionu just focuses on those two things. Hunter Norzad is almost exactly the same way here. He has no eligibility left. Keaton Ellis, kind of the same thing, cannot come back just a couple of guys that are definitely guaranteed. I mean, in addition to some other veterans, but guys who made an impact on the team. Devon Elise is most likely finished. Now, I didn't hear this directly from him, but in a post-practice interview, Devon said that he is finished and he will look back on his career at Penn State in a very good light. And that's all well and good. And that's going to be a big deal. But Elise does have an option to come back. But this is what I, I want to explain with all of these players that do have the potential to go to the NFL draft and could come back. The COVID year is still, that COVID year of eligibility is still in play for a lot of players, a lot of guys on Penn State or any program. NIL is also a factor. So couple that together. There's the two competing factors here. One, are you done with college football? I have to feel for some players, Devon Ellis, I'll jump uh, a couple spots here, Sal Wormley, Caden Wallace. Are these guys just done with college? Do they want to even play college football anymore? Do they feel like they've outgrown it and that whether or not their draft stock is great or it's perfect for their situation or they played into a better draft selection, do they really want to play another year of college football? But then let's flip the conversation. You're also not going to get paid the same in the NFL. Your spot is also not guaranteed on a roster in the NFL. But if you come back to Penn State, now because of NIL, you can make money and for some people, you can actually make more money. It's different in the case of Olu Fashion and Shop Robinson and some of those day two selections, right? Like Kalen King and Adisa Isaac, my, hypothetically a Theo Johnson. All those guys can make millions of dollars from their draft selection. If you're taken in the sixth or seventh round, you're making under a million. I'm not saying that NIL has all these lucrative deals, but you're also not guaranteed that money at the same time either if you don't make a roster spot. So that's the preface, but Devon Ellis, it seems like he's in a situation where he's like, I'm done with college. I'm done. I'm going to the NFL. And he's played his way into, I think, a draft selection period. I don't think he'll go undrafted. I think he'll be a sixth or seventh round pick because the run defense 
was better because of him. Top three in the nation because of players like him. Let's stick with the offense. Tyler Warren is in a, a unique spot because Penn State, I think, could convince him to come back, but he could also go to the NFL draft, and some people view him as a fourth or fifth round pick. He's not going to light up the box score, and people are scratching their well. You, Theo Johnson's likely to opt out, and Tyler Warren shouldn't go into the NFL draft. If he's going to be selected, you should at least consider it. See what the scouts say about you. Get, have those conversations. If Tyler Warren likes where, he, if he's comfortable with being a foot, look at Parker Washington. He was okay with being a fifth round selection, or I, he might have gone undrafted. Actually, I gotta I gotta double check that about Parker Washington. But I, I thought he was drafted, or he, at least he was projected as a as a fifth round pick. But besides the point, if Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren like where they're going to get drafted. Tyler Warren in this case, he was a sixth round pick, so I was close. I said fifth round. For Tyler Warren, if he is okay with that draft spot, he's probably going to enter. But Penn State can sell him on the fact of you'd be the number one tight end. And look what Brenton Strange did by coming back. Look what Theo Johnson did by coming back. They boosted their draft stocks, if you can believe that. So Tyler Warren in a similar case. And Khalil Dinkins would move up into that number two spot. Andrew Rapplier would probably move up into that number three spot. At least that's the way it's trending, even with Jerry Cross in the fold. But Tyler Warren would be the featured tight end and not have to share as much responsibility with a Theo Johnson. Going back to the offensive line, like I said, I jumped ahead. We'll jump back. Sal Wormley and Caden Wallace, I think, are in situations. They're redshirt seniors. I feel like they played their last downs of college football. I know they will play in the bowl game because they have a lot more to prove. They'll go to the senior bowls. They're good quality offensive linemen. It would be huge for Penn State to retain these guys. It would be huge to retain them because you could potentially lose up to four starters on your offensive line going into next season when the offense is supposed to be the one carrying the defense, not the other way around with all the returning talent, right? That's crazy to think. But Sal Wormley and Caden Wallace, Penn State's priorities, and they again, they could convince them because NIL is in play. You don't have to go get an NFL check and take that risk of making a roster. You now have a secure spot. You know you're going to be a starter. You're not in the transfer portal. You're staying with your consistent system. You know the program. Penn State's priorities should lie in trying to convince Sal Wormley and Caden Wallace. Sticking, sticking with the offense, KLS, Keandre Lambert-Smith, and Dante Cephas. Dante Cephas was supposed to be a two-year plan. I see him returning, and because he transferred, he doesn't. I don't think he has that opportunity again to get that immediate eligibility. So he's going to be in Happy Valley. I think he would go undrafted if he tried to enter 2024's NFL draft. Andrew Lambert-Smith, same case. Uh, Lambert-Smith is not really in the best position to get. He might get drafted in the sixth or seventh round. And that's being generous, but he had he had a good year. He was in the top 10 in terms of receiving stats in the Big Ten. Okay, respectable, but definitely not what we ultimately had hoped and expected from Lambert Smith. Both of those guys would benefit from coming back. And again, you have NIL to go along with it. Where does Trey Potts stand? Trey Potts is a redshirt senior. He feels like he's probably at the end of his college football journey. Or is he? He has the COVID eligibility as well. Could play one more year. I'm telling you what, if you can convince him, NIL in the fold as well, Trey Potts, I, I don't know what kind of NFL, pro look, he was he could have been a starter at Minnesota, but because he ended up taking a backseat to Singleton and Allen, I, I find it interesting what ultimately that evaluation is. But Trey Potts, 
if you can convince him to come back, that's another one because then you don't have to go looking in the portal for a veteran running back. But Singleton and Allen will be the true juniors, and you have a lot of talent <laughs> coming in in the class of 2024 with guys like Quentin Martin and Corey Smith. One of those guys might even burn their red shirt, especially if Trey Potts is not back. But I, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Guys like Quentin Martin and Corey Smith should redshirt because you are going to lose Singleton and Allen in that next offseason cycle. Flipping it over to the defense, Akeem Beeman, like a Devon Ellis, redshirt senior. Is he done with college football? Beeman, I feel like Devon Ellis is in better standing with draft evaluations. Beeman had a good season, played played in full, right? Didn't battle injuries. But because of that long, that long career and having to battle those injuries, I wonder if he does stick around for another season. I feel like he's a candidate to more likely to come back because you are losing Devon Ellis at defensive tackle in Penn State is going to have to go back into the portal to find some depth, maybe even a game changer. I know you have Zane Durant, but it'd be nice to have someone alongside Zane Durant uh, that you feel comfortable with. Johnny Dixon and Daquan Hardy are very important ones too. I, I would line this up with uh, Sal Wormley and Caden Wallace are definitely some of your priorities to convince them to come back. Johnny Dixon and Daquan Hardy, the same thing. They Both of them could end up going into the NFL draft along with Kalen King. And that would mean you're replacing all three starters at, at your cornerback spots. Johnny Dixon played his way into a draft selection, was one of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten. Not the best, was de but definitely undervalued all season long, underrated coming into the season, and he shattered expectations. I can see him definitely capitalizing on that and going into the NFL. Daquan Hardy, same thing it, with all these other guys, these veterans. Has he played enough college football? Can he stick around for one more season? He also has that special teams capability now with uh, showing, showcasing who he is as a punt return, final, finite, and finalizing those skills and perfecting them in the NFL. Hardy could have a really long career if he especially becomes a special teams ace and a special teams gamer. Speaking of special teams, we'll finish with these guys. Alex Falcons, Riley Thompson. These guys, same thing. They're older. They're veteran players. Alex Falcons could stick around one more season, but I, I don't think he technically could because at Columbia, they don't have the red shirt, but Falcons might have that COVID eligibility and Thompson as well. Thompson playing over in Australia, then going to Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic. And uh, his case is interesting, but he's one of the oldest players on the football team. I wonder if Thompson, same thing has just outgrown college football in this case. We got to wrap it up here and talk about the guys that received some of the accolades, 16 Nittany Lions named to the all Big Ten conference teams. We're going to get to that list and finish up the show in just a moment. But let's hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more than or less than on a two to six player staff projection and watch those winnings roll in. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, as I've mentioned, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And with the prize picks reboot policy, your entries can stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games, college football top 25 matchups, and the conference championships rolling around right. Perfect place to do this. 
if your player exits in the first half, does not return in the second half, that player is then rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So now what do you got to do? You go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use a promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And one of our final sponsors on today's episode, I'd like to introduce you to Team Ticker. People who are watching this show, if you're listening to it back, I'm going to do the best job I can to describe it to you. That is a Team Ticker sign back there to my left. Team Ticker is the one-of-a-kind sports sign for Nittany Lion fans. Whether it's football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, soccer, or softball, Team Ticker has you covered. Never miss a game as the high-tech retro display provides a countdown to the next big game, as well as daily updates about your team. The mobile app is super easy to use. Setup is super easy. I hung that in on the wall and had it up and running in a matter of seconds. The mobile app connects to the internet so that you can get those daily accurate updates. Each sign is officially licensed in the U.S., meaning high-quality standards and is assembled by hand in the United States. Team Ticker is the ultimate upgrade to your Nittany Lions sports collection. And once you hang it on the wall, it's going to be all the talk of your fellow Nittany Lion fans. If you're looking for that one eye-catching item to showcase your team pride, or a gift for that special Nittany Lions fan, go to teamticker.com and pick up your team ticker today. Team Ticker is a one-of-a-kind sports sign, and this is a holiday flash sale courtesy of Team Ticker. They want to help you get that perfect gift for this holiday season. Use promo code Locked On and receive $50 off your Team Ticker purchase only at teamticker.com. Promo code Locked On for $50 off this holiday season. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And in this final segment, we will talk about the 16 players that were selected to the all Big Ten conference teams and check out your comments in just a moment as well. But those 16 players that made the all Big Ten, all Big Ten teams are as follows. Chop Robinson was a first team selection by both the coaches and the media. Abdul Carter was a first team selection by the coaches and a second team selection by the media. Hmm, media. Adisa Isaac was a second team selection by the coaches and a first team selection by the media. Okay, so the media does get one right. Kalen King, a second team selection by both the coaches and the media. I think that's fair. Deny Dennis Sutton. There's a lot of good talent in the Big Ten, but a third team selection by the coaches. They know ball. Honorable mention by the media. Johnny Dixon, a third team selection by the coaches. Honorable mention by the media. I'm glad Johnny Dixon gets some respect, maybe not enough here still. Kobe King, honorable mention by both outlets. And Kobe King, surprise, if you look at PFF, I take what you will with PFF, but he was a top 10 linebacker in the conference. Kobe King really impressed this season. And I think, I hope he comes back because he can really capitalize on what he did. Jalen Reed, same thing, honorable mention by both outlets. And Jalen Reed had a good season. Kevin Winston Jr., KJ Winston, same thing, honorable mention and a good launch pad for him 
to come back next season and really be a game changer for the Penn State defense. This one's a little surprising, but honorable mention according to the coaches, and there are good linebackers in this group, but no selection by the media. So the NFL scouts see Curtis Jacobs as a top five linebacker prospect. The media and the coaches really don't think so either. Zane Durant, no selection by the coaches, honorable mention by the media. Alex Falcons, second team selection by the coaches, third team by the media. Daquan Hardy, second team selection and a third team, a second team selection as well by coaches and media as the punt returner, Nicholas Singleton, as a kick returner was an honorable mention. Riley Thompson, an honorable mention as the punter. So there you go. All 16 Penn State players that were selected to be in the all Big Ten teams. I think outside of Curtis Jacobs, there and maybe some other splitting hairs with some other ones. There really weren't any that were egregiously wrong. But let me know in the comments if you think somebody was left off the list that should have been. Catron Allen maybe should have been an honorable mention at, at running back, but even he didn't live up to expectations, even though he had the better season of the two between him and Singleton. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Nittany Lines. Become an everydayer. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. And more for more Penn State football content, we're going to be talking transfer portal in an upcoming live episode, as well as recruiting with all the big changes. We're going to have that more here on Locked On Nittany Lions. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.